Hello, everyone, and welcome to Paradox Untold Stories from Athletic Directors. We are here today with Michael Banning. How are you today, Michael? Doing great. Great. Um, we are excited. We, meaning myself, I'm Dr. Danielle Lavoint, and my co-host is Dr. Dustin Smith. And um, we are very excited to have you on today. Thank you for being here, and a big thank you to Ticket Spigot, who is our sponsor for all of our episodes in the official NIAAA ticketing partner. So, Dustin, we uh, we just came back from the conference. So, how are you doing? You're, you guys all got home okay? Yeah, everything was good, man. I'm pumped today because we're back in the natural state. We're back with <laughs> a friend of mine, a guy that's just down the road. Um, not only is it home for me, but Arkansas is home for him. And uh, we've got, I mean, we obviously connected again while we were at the conference, but I've spent a lot of time with Michael, been in that very office that you see on Zoom right now, hung out with him there as he took his CAA exam not too long ago and got that. So I'm excited because I remember uh, the story that Michael's going to tell. I remember when it happened because I was texting Michael not too long after that, um, me and about everybody else in the country, I think, just because of the the sheer shock. It, that's called a tease. I'll, I'll leave it at that, and we'll get to that in just a minute. <laughs> but what I want to do is, Michael, I want to talk to you a little bit about what the resume doesn't tell us about who Michael Banning is. So what do you like to do outside of being an athletic administrator? I know you are fond of hockey matches. Um, <laughs> at least uh, you went to a hockey match recently. Um, I know uh, your wife and you spend some quality time together, but but what makes Michael Banning Michael Banning outside of being an athletic administrator? Well, I want to thank you for uh, you guys for having me on today and uh, sharing the story that uh, took place uh, in 2019. But um, Michael Banning is uh, someone who has three daughters, uh, a beautiful wife, uh, someone that uh, was my high school sweetheart, just loved spending time with family, um, big baseball card, memorabilia type of guy. So now that uh, my wife and I have an empty nest and and uh, she's reading a book and watching TV. I spend a lot of time with my with uh, my memorabilia and my cards and things like that. But just a big family man. Um, love spending time with family. Love taking trips. You mentioned the old hockey game. I uh, did get to take in a Predators game there in Nashville when I was at the convention. And uh, my wife and I have grown fond to the hockey matches. I don't know. We we I couldn't play hockey. Can't even skate. But I, I enjoy I enjoy the old hockey matches. There's no doubt. We took in the Titan game, and you know, uh, just just enjoyed time with my wife at the convention. No doubt. And you also let us crash some of those parties with your wife. Yeah. <laughs> the get-togethers that we would have. Just um, we'll call it social time. Yeah. Uh, that we had some time after the sessions and after the workshops and whatnot. But. Uh, I, like I said, I'm excited that you're on here because we got to, I mean, we get to showcase Arkansas, but before we get too far into your story, Michael, let's paint on a map where Clarksville is so people will know Clarksville, Arkansas, and what that really looks like. There's a rumor that in order to be a real town in Arkansas, you're either, your town has to end with Ville or you have to have a Walmart in your town to be a legit town in Arkansas, which you, you qualify as both. We get both of those. We check both of those boxes there. We're on Interstate 40, halfway between really Little Rock and Fort Smith. Uh, you'll catch us off of uh, exit 55, 57 right there. 
Uh, you're traveling down Interstate 40 on a Friday night to home home match. You're going to see our field right on Interstate. Uh, we got a unique situation where our field really butts up to the Interstate, so uh, very loud on Friday nights in the stands, and it's also loud with the Interstate truckers going down the road. We'll get probably uh, we get a dozen or so horns sounded from the old big truckers as they're coming down the road. And, uh, just your unique situation right on Interstate 40, uh, exit, you know, between exit 55 and 57. So you're ever Friday night, stop in and watch the Panthers play a little ball. And it's funny that you bring up that, that stadium because we're going to talk about that stadium and just what that, just your event that occurred there and just how uh, things changed drastically for you in 2019. And we'll dive into that here in just a second. But what, what I want to do is kind of set the scene. Um, wait, wait. Clarksville. Before you get into that, though, Dustin, I feel like you're skimming over something very important that we need to speak about. What happened at the conference? Do you have any announcements to make? Did anything fun and exciting happen to you at the conference, Dustin? It happened to me? Yeah. Yes. Ooh, I don't know if fun's the word. Um, <laughs> Stressful. <laughs> New and exciting, maybe, I should say. Yeah, um, yeah. The, I got, uh, for some reason, got elected to the NIAAA board, if that's what you're referring to. It is absolutely what I'm referring to. I want to say congratulations. This is the first episode that we've recorded since we have come back from the conference, and the first episode, obviously, since. Dustin is in one and is in his new position. So a huge congratulations to you. I'm very proud of all of the work you put in for it. And you deserve everything that you have, except I really just don't want you to mess this up for all of us. So please do a really good job. <laughs> uh, just one comment on that. I'm in the I'm in the board meeting on Wednesday morning and they do what they call around the table and people go around and talk about people. And one of our previous guests, Xavier. Um, mm -hmm. who is from Las Vegas, he came to me and he said, you know, Dustin started that podcast. We all know he started the podcast so people would know his name so he could run for the at-large position. So that was the accusation that I started the <laughs> podcast simply for campaigning so that we could get me elected to the NIAAA board. It worked. It worked. Completely <laughs> unfounded, but it was... <laughs> Sheer coincidence, but it have anyway. This isn't about me. This is about Michael Banning and Michael Banning's story, and we get to talk about all the fun. Absolutely. I don't know if I call his fun. Yours is way more fun than his, but um, I don't think he he minds giving us a minute of his time to to congratulate you on this awesome achievement. So, and this is the only time I'm going to be like publicly really nice and proud of you. So just see, take it in. Don't, don't push it to I'm the just, side. I'm just going to let that marinate for a second. I'm just going to kind of accept, absorb that for a little bit. How those words, the words taste coming out of your mouth there, Daniel? Not, it's not happening again, so just take okay. it. Right <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you, Michael, for that. I just wanted to get that out there and congratulate him. Before we – I don't want to jump into the story. It probably will be – Yeah, it won't be an appropriate thing to talk about after the story because I had the – I don't want to say – um I wasn't fortunate enough, but I heard about this story while we were in the conference, which is why I wanted to get him on um, as soon as we could, because it is a, uh, it is a doozy. 
<laughs> uh, how you like that intro, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was, that's uh, quite an intro there. No doubt. So, Michael, let's paint the scene. Let's talk about what happened in 2019 and what led up to really your story. So let's just dive into that. And you just kind of narrate us and, and talk us through what, what the events that took place that day. Well, um, it's on March 9th, 2019. We had a soccer tournament at our facility there that we were talking about right off interstate. Also, we had a softball tournament going on, which our softball field is adjacent kind of to our school. It's all, we're all located, centrally located all together right there. So we had a softball tournament going on. We had a soccer uh, tournament going on. A lot of people at both both venues. The, the stands were full. And a very windy day. I'll just preface that by saying very windy, probably upwards uh, to 40 miles an hour or something like that. So we had a very windy day going on. And uh, we have wooden poles at our, our facility at uh, our football field at the time. Um, and... I was I was taking in the softball game. I was in my golf cart. We were up at the softball field taking it in. And, uh, and I need to go back to tell you though, before all that took place, I was very I was very concerned about the wind and the pose because I could tell that the pose were moving a little bit. And I remember my assistant superintendents there and we were looking at the pose and and, and you know you could see the pose moving. We were, there was no doubt that we were concerned and looking, but never thought that what was going to take place took place. I'm at the softball field. Uh, it's probably around, uh, I'd probably say uh, 249, 248 actually. And, and I hear a, uh, I hear a crack and, and the crack was very distinct and loud. And I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably 500 yards, maybe, you know, probably, a quarter of a mile away but I hear this big crack and and uh, I turn to look at the football field and immediately I hear the crack and I see fans uh, just moving quickly out of the bleachers well um, being trained around our school with ERT and, and just active shooter first thing that come to my mind was that we have an active shooter in the stadium because the crack the sound people dispersing from the stands and there's a lot of screaming and holler going on. And so I immediately get in my golf cart, I travel down the hill, you know, and uh, as you're traveling down in the hill in the golf cart, you really don't know what you're going to get. Cause I, I couldn't, couldn't really tell what was going on. We entered the stadium and, and still at that time, I didn't see the, the, uh, the light pole had fallen on the, what would be the South end of our stadium toward the interstate and south what would be the southwest side and so I come into the stadium I see people dispersing out I immediately ask someone what's going on they told me the foul pole or the uh, light pole had fell, uh, fallen and uh, so then I start gravitating to that area while when I was getting there I see a student athlete from the opposing team on the on being brought over to the bench I asked what was going on uh, scrap metal from the pole head uh, uh, got into his knee, his leg, shin area, kind of his thigh, upper thigh, uh, made sure he was okay. But then as I was continuing to move, I've got a report that we had a, uh, a student down from the pole. Now, let me tell you, when you hear that and you see the pole down, 
So let me let me like paint this because you're saying the pole is down, but the pole fell which way? Towards the bleachers, towards the interstate? Which way did the pole fall? Well, that's a great point, Danielle, because we we had a corner kick going on at the same location that the pole's gonna fall. So all of our student athletes, our officials, everybody was pinned in the corner at the same location that this pole falls and hits the ground. And so when I get over there, we already had personal personnel on there. And you know, just reading from my notes that I took, and, and I'm gonna be honest with you guys, it was it was hard for me to when I clipped and sent the photo to you from YouTube, which you can go on YouTube and see it uh, broadcast from several different uh, broadcasting stations throughout the United States and international. Uh, very big, very big scene. But soccer tournament at Matheny Field on Saturday, March 9, 2019, we had two schools that were close to our area. It was in the second half. At 2.49, the pole blows down on the south uh, west side of the end of the field. Uh, our official, who was also an All-State uh, soccer player for us, had... But not that year, right? He wasn't an All-State player that year, correct? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. He was, he was an All-State soccer player prior to. And uh, so he was, he was refing the game, and uh, it was also a U of O student here uh, playing soccer. So he was a... Uh, it was a collegiate soccer player, very good player for us. And uh, he was the official who was pinned to the ground by the Pope. And I'll get back to that here in just a little bit. But And then there was two other students from the team, from one team that was uh, at the end of the Pope where the lights, the light fixtures, when it came down, uh, clipped one of the players. And in the video, you'll see him going flipping backwards and then the other player um, just escaped injury. But the one that got knocked backwards by the pole had some uh, debris and glass that required, I believe, seven stitches once they got into the hospital. And the other student athlete uh, did not go to the hospital, uh, but the one who did get the debris and the glass, he had to go and get seven stitches. Here's the, here's the big thing about this. This incident happened at 2.49. We had a, a bicycle patrolman at the facility at the game. He had his radio. Uh, we had a, another uh, personnel that was there watching the game that was, be, was able to get in contact with uh, authorities as well. Uh, we ended up having, I want to say, probably three or four at the stadium, and we had a total of seven within two minutes. Uh, so 2.49, the situation happens. Uh, the PD was notified by the EMS at 2.49. At 2.56, the EMS services arrive on the scene. Prior to that, my EMT, who acts as a, uh, a sideline helper, if you will, was in the press box. He, he heard what took place. He's down administering first aid to our official almost within 30 seconds. Um, so we're very fortunate that we had people there at the facility. I mean, it, it was just, it was tremendous to have that many people there to be able to go to work, get the proper people notified and get our people there, uh, to help out. So it, it's, uh, you know, and, and we, I think we had seven officials that were on site there, two ground officials, 
the chief of police was watching his daughter play softball. He made it down. I had admin that uh, had assistant superintendent there within a minute or two. My principal's there within a minute or two. And that was very important because, as I mentioned earlier, these people, uh, you know, when we first when we first saw this, there was a lot of confusion. People at the game did see the, the pole fall, but there was also people seeing people scattered as if there was an active shooter. So we were able to get people stationed at all of our exits and get, you know, we announced immediately the game was canceled and we were able to get people at the exits and, and really notify them and update them with information that was needed at the time. Um, electric you're, I mean, you're using you're using very calming words during the story, which I appreciate because I've seen the video, so I know how insanely awful this is. We do have the video; we're going to share it. So, if you're watching this on YouTube, or I encourage you to go over to our YouTube channel to watch the video. But you're using calming words like you traveled on your on your golf cart. People were dispersing. No, you. You raced there on your golf cart. People were running and screaming, and you said it fell on the field. It slammed on the field onto people. Like, you are using nice, calming words, which I appreciate, but the reality of when you see the video, it's so sh- – I think I audibly gasped when I first saw the video. It is it is terrifying and awful, and I, I, I appreciate it. It's yes, gut-wrenching because it is. It as is. you watch the video, I know who's underneath the pole. I know those two student athletes. I know the coaches. I know the personnel that's there. And, yes, uh, in the uh, in the situation to where I'm in the golf cart, I'm flying. And when I get down there, uh, the the I can't tell you the anticipation of me going over to the pole and seeing the young man already over there underneath the pole, what I am going to see. I don't know what I'm going to see. Uh, I know who the official is. He is a great young man. I know his future. Uh, I know that he was wanting to be a soccer player, wanting to be, and not know whether he was dead, tremendously (laughs) injured by the pole, or when I get over there, it ends up being he's – it's down to a broken leg and it's just amazing. And when you watch this, when you watch this incident take place here in just a little bit, you're going to be amazed because what you don't see is a young man from the other team who grabs the soccer ball and takes three steps out of the shadow of the pole. That's fixing a fall. Mm-hmm. I later found out that that individual uh, missed a, several days of school because after watching that was just tremendously disturbed by, you know, life and death in three steps. Um, our official is life and death in about four inches. He turns around, faces a pole. If he continues to walk in the same line he's walking, he is dead. And so. And yes, there was no warning. There was no warning. No warning. I mean, it's a, it's a crack boom. I mean, you, you can see it's a crack and it's a boom. Um, let's, so, let's show the video right now. Let's do the, take the minute to show the video. And I do want to warn anyone, like it is upsetting. It is it, an upsetting it, uh, video to it's, watch. <laughs> it's very upsetting. There's no doubt about that. It's, uh, oh. but it is real and it's something that, uh, we can learn from. So you can see we're in a corner of the end zone. Um, you can see what all's taking place there. 
the individuals fixing to pick up a soccer ball. We got yeah, over two here. individuals mm -hmm. fixing to have yep. a corner kick there, or actually a side kick that's in the same area. Okay, here we go. <gasps> oh, I mean, it happens so fast. It's, it's you can see the student you're talking about rolling away the official Dustin are you you able to view this no I can't see it I can't see it either. you guys can't see it nope no but you hear Danielle's reaction to this <laughs> uh, yes I'm there not sure go. can you I mean, see it there, now there you okay. can see the pole down okay hold on let me retry this thing guys sorry Let's try this again. Can you see it that time? Yeah, uh, we got it. <laughs> Michael, Michael doesn't need to have to see it again. I mean, oh, when I first watched this just the other day to to just gather my senses and notes about it it it's still it's amazing that we have not more injuries than what we have it's incredible you're right you're all right here the ball the official i mean it happens so fast even in this video when i expect it to be coming it happens so fast and it's just oh you can see it knocks the individual back there the Mm -hmm. It flips him back. I mean, we're we're talking we're talking we're talking inches away from death uh, from a lot of these individuals. But it, it's uh, and you know when you go through something like this, you have the you have the initial shock of hey a pole just fell, something just happened, people are dispersing out of the stands. You get there, you see all this take place, and then you have to start dealing with. Hey, trying to get people out of the stadium because you don't know. We have five other poles at the stadium. We have we have uh, five other poles at the stadium. One that's over our press box that would have, you know, if it had fallen, it's going to fall into the, uh, like the bleachers. It would have been into the to main bleachers. Then you have one down the concession stand on both sides. But when you know, with all that being said, we had the electric company there at three oh nine. Now take. Take 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 notice that this all started at 2:49. We had the EMS there at 2:56. We had the electric company there on the scene at 3:09 because we didn't know what we had with with uh, the electricity issues with the pole. And at 4:05, they were able to disconnect the wires on the pole. Uh, we started taking and uh, and taking the uh, the area in in and making sure we had it all locked down where nobody could get into the situation because of other, other poles falling and with electricity. Uh, first news reporter was there at 439. Um, uh, and the facility was close to the public at 530 with, with signs and gates all locked. And uh, we ended up, we ended up having to fill questions for the probably the first uh, 30 minutes and then we, superintendent and I, gathered a central uh, spokesperson for the incident where one story was coming out, and we did have multiple stories coming out. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we had 
as much information, the truth information come out and uh, be mindful of the individuals that was at hand. So no other polls fell? Just this one? No, other, no, no, ma'am. I mean, no other polls needed to fall. <laughs> I, I mean, know, but I'm no, just making I, sure. <laughs> no, no other polls fallen. I, I will tell you this. We had uh, the rest of the five polls down uh, early that next week. So we took all the polls down uh, on the stadium. And um, just looking here at my notes, we had a Monday, we had an admin meeting on Monday discussing removing the polls checking existing polls on the campus. So we, when this took place, we had to start going and checking every, the, all the polls we had uh, at different venues, you know, from being around our elementary schools to our, our uh, junior high schools, middle schools, and then also our other athletic facilities as well. And so we were checking the polls. We were, uh, had to get the turf cleaned up. Uh, field turf came in did a great job and, and uh, cleaned up the, the turf area. And you can't even, I mean, you couldn't even really tell because I'm going to tell you the glass that was embedded in that turf, the, uh, the metal, uh, the indention that the pole made, you know, caused a lot of problem there. And then it all ended up that, uh, well, before I get to Musco coming in and taking care of us, we had uh, TV stations right and left on. We had uh, all over the state of Arkansas was there to, to film the, you know, to get basically what took place. And then we had national news and international news. We had people from Mexico City calling us and uh, wanting footage and things like that of uh, the pole. Now, it was a wood pole, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, it was. Do they, do they, um, did it crack? Did it become like, like the, the I guess where the footing wherever it was in did that become undone like what was the actual the, reason that I the weight that? the weight of the pole and the wind speed uh, the bottom of the pole cracked is what what eventually took took place the wind speeds which was upwards to forty to forty five and then the pole cracking at the bottom it was just too much weight because of those, the old light system. I mean, that is, in a lot of schools, a lot of schools that's listening today, a lot of schools around around the nation, they still have the wooden poles. Um, and uh, we still have wooden poles right now on our baseball field. And we had them cored out. I believe they go in and core, go into the pole core, and they tell the, uh, the strength of the pole by that. And uh, we are working on, getting Musco in here to uh, uh, kind of help us with our baseball facility as well in the next year or two. So, but on uh, August the 6th of 2019, we had new poles installed at our facility, LED, really nice, uh, really nice live poles. So Michael, let me ask you this question. When you arrived on scene and got to see or talk to the referee, that was trapped underneath the pole. Was he still trapped when you got there? And what was that conversation like? When I rolled up to the, uh, the to the pole that was on the ground, uh, the individual who was taking, uh, the first responder who was taking care of him at that moment, I looked at him and I said, are we okay? 
And Chris turned around and looked at me and said, looks like a broken leg. We're very fortunate. And uh, the official was still cautious. I mean, he was conscious. He, he had everything. I mean, he was focused. He was a little dazed from what took place. I mean, as you watch the video, he takes a step, turns around. Here's the crack. And his, his ability to turn around, I guess, for that split second, I don't know if he gets a complete turn, but that four to six inches saved his life. And uh, basically, he had a broken leg. Lower leg. I mean, I mean we think about uh, and living in Arkansas. I know wind is not uncommon. I mean, we have wind, and this wasn't the first time that we've experienced forty to forty-five mile an hour wind gusts. <clears throat> but for all of it to come together at that time, when you have a soccer match going on in a tournament, people are there. I mean, just think about the odds of that, all that coming together, because that could have been in the middle of the night. It could have been during a thunderstorm when you weren't playing, but this was a sunny day. I mean, you see the sun and all of a sudden here comes the pole. So it, it was, I mean, there's nothing that you could have prepared for knowing this was going to be, all this was going to culminate into this scene that, that you, you got to experience. No doubt. And you, I mean, you could throw, say a side throw in from a lot of different places on the field or a corner kick from, either place on the field but we're at that certain spot to where a young man from a school right down the road picks up the ball walks out of the shadow of the pole the official standing right in line with the pole and two student athletes who who if you'll look out there at the light fixtures you know are are just minutes away from death and we're very fortunate the lord was looking upon us on that day and and you know, and then the way everything transpired from 249 and we was able to have personnel on the field immediately have admin to do crowd control uh, was really, uh, we we're very fortunate. Danielle speechless, which is rare. I mean, you you have shut up, Danielle Lapointe. That's a that's a task, Michael. Well, you man, you watching. should be applauded for that. <laughs> you, can, you keep watching that. Whole you're just going to just you're going to ask a lot of questions, you know. And, and getting back to facility wise, you know, there was those poses were they were of age, but not of age to where. I mean, I would imagine there's there's light poles out there in schools today that are older than those that pole that we had right there. So, the story here is that go check your light poles because they because you these aren't that busy. So go add that to your list. Go check your light poles. We we would add here in uh, Florida. I would check my scoreboards. We live you know close to the water to the ocean, and we check the scoreboards because when the water would settle. Um, sometimes they would get eroded quick, quickly because of salt in the air here. So that was something I did. I'd never, I was worried about my scoreboards. I never thought about my light poles in the same fashion, um, periodically checking them. And like, I just feel like you gave me and a whole bunch of people, maybe a complex to go get, check your light poles. Please but, do. Please but you do. know, we ask for crazy stories, Dustin. That's our premise, right? Like, bring us your craziest stories. We want to hear it. We want to grow through other people's experiences. And my goodness, you've delivered. You have uh, delivered. My question is, 
how about the health of the young man? I mean, that, that was trapped. What was his recovery? Was he okay? And you said he wanted to be a soccer player. Did that get to, did he get to pursue that goal or was he, was he injured beyond that where he couldn't compete? Well, naturally he was, you know, he broke his lower, lower leg and extremity there, uh, put some pins in plates in, had to go through extensive rehab, but he was able to get back out on the field and be a participant for our local soccer team here uh, University of the Ozarks. Uh, he did get a lifetime pass. Uh, that was, uh, that was That's kind of you, Michael. Any, anytime he wants to come to the stadium, he is more than welcome. And uh, any of our facilities, he's welcome in. So you gave him a free pass to the scene of the crime? We gave him a lifetime pass for anything he wants to So we, uh, we, and I give him a hug every time I see him and we have a great conversation and, you know, he, he's, he has a great heart and uh, worked extremely hard to get back on the field. I mean, kudos to him for being able to overcome obviously that and the, the, traumatic experience that would have been but now he's got a permanent reminder of people sacrifice a lot of things for our sports we say that all the time blood sweat and tears but he had literal blood yes and probably some tears as well from a pole and he's got a permanent reminder of of his time at Clarksville High well there's no doubt about that and you think about those other three individuals uh, you know we we spoke about the one that walked out of the shadow of the pole like I said I believe he spent two or three days out of school, but just because of the traumatic thought of, hey, he's in line of that pole. And then those other two individuals that were affected by the uh, glass and the and the metal that was flying from the pole and, uh, and all those that were there to see that take place. And just to think that, hey, you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And you're, you're four inches from death right there. Enjoy today. What did you do with the so- the softball game? Did you cancel it as well? No, the softball game went on because really the people, uh, they knew what took place. Now, I will tell you this. They started moving their chairs and their and where they were sitting away from the poles <laughs> that were up there. You know, we laugh about it now, but they did move themselves. And we were very attentive to those poles. And, and, uh, but we were able to get that game over with and, and – uh, we were able to continue the, the softball game. I just think I mean, about the amount like of the panic you had to experience as the AD. I mean, just knowing, I mean, you not, you heading down that hill, not knowing what you're going into. Um, and I'm not making a lie to what sport, first responders do. They run in while everybody else is running out. And I think we heard that um, at the national convention, somebody said, those guys are the first ones in they're running in when everybody else is running away. And, and you were driving into that scene, not knowing what you were going to experience or going to find. And fortunately, on this side of things, things worked out as, I mean, extremely well compared to what it could have happened. But you drove it right into that and not knowing exactly what was gone, especially on the chaos that surrounds that. You'd like to think people were leaving in an orderly fashion, but I'm assuming they were just kind of scattering and getting, out, getting the heck out of there. They were flying out of the bleachers. There's no doubt about it. And I was very fortunate to have a lot of help. I was to tell you that because when I came down the hill, it wasn't that I was a long soldier. I come down that hill, and when I got entered the stadium, uh, Danielle was talking. About, I was. I was. There's no doubt that I was frazzled, trying to stay, trying to stay cool and calm and collective as much as I could. 
but trying to uh, find out as much information as I possibly could to get over to uh, the pole. And, and I noticed that uh, my EMT personnel were over there, so I know it was being taken care of, but just trying to find out the information and you know get that out there to the other people as quick as I possibly could. I just, this is, this whole thing is just like, it's literally a nightmare. This is an 80 nightmare. And I'm hoping that this creates some awareness for maybe other people to go out and not only check their polls, but also make sure you have a good response plan um, in place because you've highlighted that, how your response time of this was, was bar none. It was perfect. It was up there. So that's a really important feature here. You're fortunate that you had other people on campus and that you had other people to help you, but this is just um, an awful situation that could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse. And I'm so happy that nobody was more seriously injured than they were. And not only was it, not only did you have great response, but you're able to detail what happened. You were able to, I mean, you, you've got notes and you sent me the notes so I could see exactly time frame what took place. And for you to be able to, to have the cognitive mind to be able to make note of that and to know, hey, we had this person here then, this person here then, uh, just just the amount of notes that we're not sharing with the, the people. Um, but you kind of went through that, but you had to refresh. I mean, that's 2019. There's a lot that's happened since 2019. I mean, we had the world shut down for for a while with, with mm -hmm. COVID, and that was after this event. So, uh, you know, just the amount of detail that you were able to to put together because of this and the amount of response that you have. I mean, kudos to you and your, your staff for being able to piece this together the best that you possibly can and react. Well, Dustin, I think it's very important you know, and I go back and I look at this, I think it's very important because I was still a young AD. I mean, I'm, I've been in it nine years right now. Um, but I think it's important to understand the emergency action plans. And I think it's very important that you um, go to conferences and go to meetings and, you know, you go to the national conference, just like we got back from just, you know, just last week, that when you go into these meetings, there, there, there are meetings that really maybe don't go this extensive into a light pole falling, but they go into having a plan and going over that plan, you know, monthly or, or, you know, twice a year, but understanding that things are going to happen. And when they happen, uh, be able to process that as you maneuver through your, your, your situation. <sighs> Uh, and, you know, my last thought is all of the people who were in the stadium, whether they were playing in the field or they were a fan, a spectator, that had to be a little bit jarring for them as well. Like, now they've had this experience in their life. So every time that they're in a stadium, like, this is going to be in the back of their head that this could happen. And that could be, you know, an experience changing for them as well. So it's this is just an overall nightmare situation and you guys handled it the best you absolutely could have and I just hope this is this is like the last time we hear about polls falling I don't want to hear about any more well unfortunately falling. it wasn't the last time in Arkansas I mean there was another one in in one of your favorite towns Danielle Gravit. they just put <laughs> up a new they were building a new stadium and their light pole fell down because of the wind uh so it was a and it wasn't a wooden pole it was a metal pole that snapped and 
Um, the same thing, did it crack snap. on the bottom? Yeah, did it crack on the bottom, the same thing? It sure did. It sure did. Ooh. And there was, there was no, there was no uh, activity, I believe, going on at that site. But Dustin, you'll go back also. I don't know if there was uh, after that as well or if there was sometime prior. But at a track meet, uh, there was a pole that fell, and I don't really know the school. It was kind of a, maybe the um, South Central fell on cars in a parking lot. Uh, so, you know, there, you get that time of the year and the wind starts blowing, and in a lot of these different areas across the nation, you know, there's places where the wind can really get going. And, and uh, I will tell you this, when, when after this happened, people entering stadiums would tell me they were very uh, cautious about sitting by poles or knowing, knowing their location. And so it did make them aware of that. I had several schools calling me and asking about the situation and told them that they immediately went and checked their poles that, that Monday when they got back to school. Well, we, I mean, we always like to talk about takeaways and obviously those are things that you can do now. Um, yeah. And it's not that you didn't do it prior to that. It's just that, I mean, it was a whole bunch of things that happened. So, man, Michael, I, I want to tell you, thank you for jumping on here and reliving this horror story that you mm -hmm. dealt with. And we generally like to laugh and there's not a whole lot to laugh about in this situation, but you, you, you live through a story. Uh, and the good thing is on the other side of that, there was nobody killed and nobody um, permanent, I mean, permanently injured, I guess is the word. Mentally. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, he, he has a reminder, obviously, in a lifetime past, but kudos to you and your staff for being able to handle this as, as well as you did. Thank you very much. I appreciate sharing my story, and I just hope that, uh, you know, people go out and, and basically look at their facility and, as Danielle mentioned, scoreboards. I mean, the wind can blow the scoreboard over as well, and just things that are out there around your facility that just make sure you check and um, and uh, make sure you make sure that the accreditation of what what what's out sure there is I good. Understand. Yeah, no, I, I thank you so much because like, like Dustin said, you're telling your horror story over, which I know probably isn't an easy thing to relive, but um, I think it's an important one to get out there. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, that's one that we just need to bring some sort of shed some light to you um, so it doesn't happen anywhere else. And, I, and I'm not even saying that you can check your poles. I mean, it was a wood pole, right? So like you might've checked it and, and, and not seen anything, you know, you're not going to know it's going to crack. So it's definitely that emergency plan is something that I think I'm, we can't stress enough of how important it is. So, um, but thank you very much for sharing your story with us and, and everyone to, to grow from it. And I'm so glad everybody's okay. So Thank you, Michael Banning, and also thank you to Ticket Ticket um, for being our sponsor and allowing all of these, making all of these episodes possible. We'll be back next week with another episode.